Section thirty nine of The Essays of Samuel Johnson. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Abai in August two thousand fifteen. The Essays of Samuel Johnson. Section thirty nine. The Importance of Punctuality. The Rambler, Tuesday, February eighteenth, seventeen fifty two. Sanctus haberi, promissice tenax dictis factisque mereris, agnosco procerem. Juvenal. Convince the world that you're devout and true, be just in all you say and all you do. Whatever be your birth, you're sure to be a peer of the first magnitude to me. Stepney Boyle has observed that the excellency of manufactures and the facility of labour would be much promoted if the various expedients and contrivances which lie concealed in private hands were by reciprocal communications made generally known for there are few operations that are not performed by one or other with some peculiar advantages which though singly of little importance would by conjunction and concurrence open new inlets to knowledge and give new powers to diligence there are in like manner several moral excellencies distributed among the different classes of a community it was said by Cujacius that he never read more than one book by which he was not instructed, and he that shall inquire after virtue with ardour and attention will seldom find a man by whose example or sentiments he may not be improved. Every profession has some essential and appropriate virtue, without which there can be no hope of honour or success, and which, as it is more or less cultivated, confers within its sphere of activity different degrees of merit and reputation. As the astrologers range the subdivisions of mankind under the planets which they suppose to influence their lives, the moralist may distribute them according to the virtues which they necessarily practice, and consider them as distinguished by prudence or fortitude, diligence or patience so much are the modes of excellence settled by time and place that men may be heard boasting in one street of that which they would anxiously conceal in another the grounds of scorn and esteem the topics of praise and satire are varied according to the several virtues or vices which the course of life has disposed men to admire or abhor but he who is solicitous for his own improvement must not be limited by local reputation but select from every tribe of mortals their characteristical virtues, and constellate in himself the scattered graces which shine single in other men. The chief praise to which a trader aspires is that of punctuality, or an exact and rigorous observance of commercial engagements, nor is there any vice of which he so much dreads the imputation as of negligence and instability. This is a quality which the interest of mankind requires to be diffused through all the ranks of life, but which many seem to consider as a vulgar and ignoble virtue, below the ambition of greatness or attention of wit, 
scarcely requisite among men of gaiety and spirit and sold in its highest rate when it is sacrificed to a frolic or a jest every man has daily occasion to remark what vexations arise from this privilege of deceiving one another the active and vivacious have so long disdained the restraints of truth that promises and appointments have lost their cogency and both parties neglect their stipulations because each concludes that they will be broken by the other negligence is first admitted in small affairs and strengthened by petty indulgences he that is not yet hardened by custom ventures not on the violation of important engagements but thinks himself bound by his word in cases of property or danger though he allows himself to forget at what time he is to meet ladies in the park or at what tavern his friends are expecting him this laxity of honour would be more tolerable if it could be restrained to the playhouse the ballroom or the card-table yet even there it is sufficiently troublesome and darkens those moments with expectation suspense and resentment which are set aside for pleasure and from which we naturally hope for unmingled enjoyment and total relaxation but he that suffers the slightest breach in his morality can seldom tell what shall enter it or how wide it shall be made when a passage is open the influx of corruption is every moment wearing down opposition and by slow degrees deluges the heart elijah entered the world a youth of lively imagination extensive views and untainted principles his curiosity incited him to range from place to place and try all the varieties of conversation his elegance of address and fertility of ideas gained him friends wherever he appeared or at least he found the general kindness of reception always shown to a young man whose birth and fortune gave him a claim to notice and who has neither by vice or folly destroyed his privileges aliger was pleased with this general smile of mankind and was industrious to preserve it by compliance and officiousness but did not suffer his desire of pleasing to vitiate his integrity it was his established maxim that a promise is never to be broken nor was it without long reluctance that he once suffered himself to be drawn away from a festal engagement by the importunity of another company he spent the evening as is usual in the rudiments of vice in perturbation and imperfect enjoyment and met his disappointed friends in the morning with confusion and excuses his companions not accustomed to such scrupulous anxiety laughed at his uneasiness compounded the offence for a bottle gave him courage to break his word again and again levied the penalty he ventured the same experiment upon another society and found them equally ready to consider it as a venal fault always incident to a man of quickness and gaiety till by degrees he began to think himself at liberty to follow the last invitation and was no longer shocked at the turpitude of falsehood he made no difficulty to promise his presence at distant places and if listlessness happened to creep upon him would sit at home with great tranquillity and has often sunk to sleep in a chair while he held ten tables in continual expectations of his entrance 
it was so pleasant to live in perpetual vacancy that he soon dismissed his attention as a useless encumbrance and resigned himself to carelessness and dissipation without any regard to the future or the past or any other motive of action than the impulse of a sudden desire or the attraction of immediate pleasure the absent were immediately forgotten and the hopes or fears felt by others had no influence upon his conduct he was in speculation completely just but never kept his promise to a creditor he was benevolent but always deceived those friends whom he undertook to patronize or assist he was prudent but suffered his affairs to be embarrassed for want of regulating his accounts at stated times he courted a young lady and when the settlements were drawn took a ramble into the country on the day appointed to sign them he resolved to travel and send his chests on shipboard but delayed to follow them till he lost his passage he was summoned as an evidence in a cause of great importance and loitered on the way till the trial was passed it is said that when he had with great expense formed an interest in a borough his opponents contrived by some agents who knew his temper to lure him away on the day of election his benevolence draws him into the commission of a thousand crimes which others less kind or civil would escape his courtesy invites application his promises produce dependence he has his pockets filled with petitions which he intends some time to deliver and enforce and his table covered with letters of request with which he purposes to comply but time slips imperceptibly away while he is either idle or busy his friends lose their opportunities and charge upon him their miscarriages and calamities this character however contemptible is not peculiar to alleger they whose activity of imagination is often shifting the scenes of expectation are frequently subject to such sallies of caprice as make all their actions fortuitous destroy the value of their friendship obstruct the efficacy of their virtues and set them below the meanest of those that persist in their resolutions execute what they design and perform what they have promised end of section thirty nine